the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge, your real estate chalk talk. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. This is your real estate chalk talk, and we're talking with Michelle Canise, and we're talking divorce. And I would like to know, uh, first of all, if people are listening and they think, gosh, she sounds like she's pretty level-headed, uh, I'd kind of like to give her a ring-a-ling-a-ling. Do you have a phone number, or where can they get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, um, you can call Messerly Kramer at uh, 612-672-3600. Okay, and they can get a hold of you, and you can straighten them out. Absolutely. DYI divorce. So people start down, I've had this happen, we're working with them, oh, we can do it ourselves, you know, we just go file the papers. There's some forms online. Yeah, yeah. do some <laughs> forms Print those off. Yeah. Everything is good until I, it's not good. Right? Everything 100%. is good until it's literally not good. we've had. Well, we had past clients together that yep. did that literally with pen. They filled oh. in the blanks with pen, submitted it. Got, I mean, done. done. Oh, yeah, okay. it is done. Yeah, and that's great for people who have nothing. Right, right. they're in their wait. They're in their yeah. mid twenties. They're like, yeah. oh, we shouldn't have gotten married. Yeah, no right. kids. I'm sorry, poor. sorry about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, my bad. We could yeah. still be friends. Maybe sleep together once in a while. There you go. Um, so. Well, At what point do you, uh, so people start out sometimes, and it always starts out, you know, that's a mutual thing, where, you know, we're going to get divorced, unless it's not. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's World War Three, and they yeah. just go, you know, hire an army. Right. Um, and they go, and they say, we're going to mediate and all that, and then they realize that probably they need to, some family member or some outsider says, you know, you really should get an attorney. Yeah. And then, and then suddenly all bets are off, and it's almost like you've now, you completely start over again. Yes. And where there wasn't a war, suddenly there's a battle going on of of stuff that you thought you'd already agreed upon. Mm-hmm. Is that common? Yeah, uh, I think a little too common um, because I think it's preventable. Mm-hmm. You know, I say when you mediate or try to negotiate a divorce settlement, it's kind of like making sausage. Mm-hmm. And if you get to the end point and then you bring it to a lawyer to draft and kind of make comment, they weren't there. They didn't see it being made, so they're going to have all kinds of questions. Um, no, they're going to un- wait a minute, wait right? They're going to unravel the how deal many, pretty fast. How many years it, were you married? Well, yeah. I've had it come where they came in with signed agreements and they brought it to attorneys, and we ended up in trial. Grand trial? <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Unfortunately, but you know, when you don't know what you don't know, um, we'll see mistakes that are a lot, you know, heavier than the clients would even realize, mm. and. They had no idea what they were signing up for. And a lot of times with those deals that they make on their own, even if they pass through the court system and the judge signs off, sometimes you don't know what's buried in there. And Mm -hmm. you'll have a situation come up years later that was not properly addressed. And now you're going back trying to fix everything, Mm -hmm. which could be more expensive than had you just had somebody represent you in the beginning. And a lot of times it comes in on real estate. Mm -hmm. You know, Talk, Talk about the most common things you see. 
as you're talking about that, mm-hmm. talk about the most common things you see that are kind of mistakes that you're going, oh, crap, they didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. X. What are some of those things? Anything come to mind? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times the retirement uh, pensions, people don't understand that defined benefit concept and they think it's, oh, it's nothing. We're not getting anything out of it right now. They'll just give it away. Um, real estate title issues or just the conveyance um, terms that they put in. Okay. Um, there's a lot of times just intangible assets that are missed, hmm. you know. Um, Explain that. Well, let's say rights to rent, um, okay. you know, different things like that where you, you wouldn't necessarily – stock options. Like you wouldn't necessarily oh, yeah. think, hey, you know, let's divide this thing because you don't, you don't see it, but mm-hmm. they'll forget about it. Hmm. How about future values of, of things? Mm-hmm. You know, a business that was started maybe when the couple was together and, and they both worked very hard, you know, mm-hmm. getting it off the ground. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then uh, then they're divorced. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that, that it's, uh, you know, it turns out to be the next uh, bright, shiny object and is worth a gazillion mm-hmm. dollars. And mm-hmm. so then you got the spouse who, who was left on the side yeah. when it was valued at nothing. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden wants his or her taste. Yeah. Oh, that can be a huge issue. How do you address that um, at, mm-hmm. the, at the time of the divorce, though? Yeah. Well, again, I think it depends on the situation and who you represent. Um, and again, what's available for payout. Um, my guess would be that there'd be at least one expert valuing the business, and there's different methods of that. And if there's a disagreement with the valuation, you know, you have the battle of the experts come up. Um, but again, I, I think it depends on, on who you're talking to. I mean, some people will say, again, this is the process and here are the rules of valuation and this is what we do. For me, I look at it and say, well, what can we actually do here mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in terms of like extracting the value that we agree on and making sure everybody's made whole? I mean, sometimes, rarely, but sometimes people can continue to work together, mm-hmm. especially when, you know, let's say one of the spouses is... They, you know, it's a unique business. They know all the inside right. stuff, and the the owning spouse doesn't want them to go. Right, because, they're the engineer. Yeah, I mean, right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So if we can, I mean, honestly, if I can structure something and keep everybody in a good a good mood, where they can come out of this in a space where they can continue to work together, mm-hmm. I mean, great. But that's usually not the case. Michelle, do you find yourself working with a lot uh, more? like higher net individuals, more complicated divorces, being with the law firm that you're at, mm-hmm. I imagine, yeah. you know, the very uncomplicated divorce scenarios, they don't generally come to a larger law firm to handle right. divorce situations. Absolutely. Yes. And I've, I've noticed that a lot more um, since I've been at Messerly. Um, you know, when I, I owned a firm a while back and, and it was a smaller boutique firm and our clients were were the same size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the volume got turned up a lot in those cases because- there's, there's, you know, it's more emotional. I think they, they kind of just, they're not quite as grounded um, mm. sometimes, and so that that ha- comes with its own challenges. But um, now being at Masterly, yes, we are having um, some high, some high net worth clients coming in the door, and now the challenges are sort of the complication of the estate. Yeah, um, is that refreshing to you because you're new with this firm? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's fun, and it's a fun brain exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, um, I like puzzles and I like challenges. So. Talk about Karen waiver. Yeah, what, what that is. Good. Yeah. Is it good? Is it bad? And depends on yeah. who you're I was about to say. <laughs> it depends on who you're yeah, representing. The lawyer but answer. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, I know that's the annoying lawyer answer. Right. I know. I know. So talk through the pros and cons of it, and 
and just give sure. people perspective of what it is. Sure. So the Karen waiver, as it's called, um, basically is a, a divorcing party's decision to not have the court have the ability to modify their spousal maintenance agreement in the future. So um, while the court couldn't do that at trial, parties can do that by agreement. And so you have to kind of weigh, okay, let's say um, husband's going to pay wife $1,000 a month for 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. Do you want it to be modifiable or not modifiable? Not modifiable is the Karen waiver. Modifiable is just the general maintenance award. And so if you don't Karenize it, as we say, um, then your award is subject to change potentially if there's a substantial change in circumstances. And that can, Whose circumstances? It the could recipient be either. or the other one? It could be either. So the other guy, whoever whoever's on the other side, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wins a lottery or gets a great job, mm-hmm. and now the ex-spouse from five years ago right. is is uh, going back to court with the handout uh-huh. saying, I, need, I want more money. Yeah. So why does that That's even ridiculous. have anything to do with it? I mean, well... They weren't right? even there. I, <laughs> so here's the thing. A lot of times when we're setting maintenance, it's going to be based on the standard of living established during the marriage. And the idea is we'd the like... standard of living or what is needed now to live? The standard of living. That is the law, right? And so a lot of times when you're divorcing, that's not really possible to replicate twice. Heck no. Right. right? How, yeah. how are you going to do that? Now yeah. we have two households with the same status. Right. It's not even possible. Right. Exactly. And so you end up with this scenario. I mean... It, it it ends up meeting a spouse's need, but that need is sort of defined by what we've done in the past, mm-hmm. right? So let's say you set an award that, you know, isn't exactly, it's not like you've now created two households with the same budget. You've kind of manufactured something that, that works in, in two separate households, but kind of honors the, the spending habits you had before. Now, years later, let's say the, the obligor, you know, hits the lottery mm-hmm. um, and the receiving spouse comes in and wants a part of it. And certainly, you know, if I were their attorney, I'd say, hey, you know, this, this my client has been underpaid this whole time. Their standard of living was here, you know, higher and, and, and sh- they're getting a lower amount. So pay up because mm-hmm. now you have more resources. You can pay it. And on the other side, it would be this is not a profit sharing plan. They right. didn't win the lottery during the marriage. Right. This is not something, you know, for the other spouse to have. So, again, it depends on where you're at. And Into the courtrooms you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. All right. So then w- with that, in the last minute, what is your opinion of a better way? Mm. If you had, if you could structure a, a divorce process that was better, what would it look like? You know, and with all due respect to the court system, because they're tied to our laws, right? I mean, they have to follow the law. Um, but if, if, if um, litigants can parties can just take a step back and understand that while their emotions are, are, are kind of raw right now, the things that we're talking about are going to be in place for the rest of their life, right? Mm-hmm. And so we really have to think about what this looks like walking out. And instead of, you know, negotiating emotionally, trying to get what's yours, quote unquote, or trying to, you know, stick it to the other side, Really think about how this practically is going to work. And if you can do that and kind of stay away from the court system, that's the best way to go. Well, if they want to get in touch with you, Michelle, how do they do that? So uh, they can email me actually at mkniess, it's K-N-I-E-S-S, at messerlykramer.com. Real Estate Chalk Talk, we're going to head out to break. We'll be right back with the final segment when we return. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.